Good day and welcome to Follow Spot. Every week we will speak with an alumni of the NYU Tisch Graduate Musical Theater Writing Program. I'm your host, Jean-Paul Yovanoff. Before we begin, we want to thank the show's sponsors, 35th Parallel Productions and Musical Theater Radio. Today we are speaking with the graduate of Cycle 11, creator and producer Daniel F. Levin. And joining him today are producer-director Liz Piccoli, associate audio director, performer Sims Lamison, and performer Catherine Bradley. Let's learn a little bit about each one of our guests. Daniel, why don't we start with you? Thanks, Jean-Paul, for having me and this gang. Um, I am a musical theater writer. I do book, music, and lyrics at various times. I live in Brooklyn. Um, I've got two kids um, who have, uh, one is eight and six. They've taken over my love of musical theater. My son um, performed a version of Les Mis for his sixth birthday, and he even inherited my bad British accent, um, like doing Cole Wilkinson, doing Jean Valjean, so you know, things like, before you say another word, Javert. Uh, so I, I just know that all of this musical theater stuff is, is somehow in the genes. Um, so as you mentioned, I graduated from um, the Tisch Graduate Musical Theater Writing Program at NYU. Um, I wrote a thesis musical then about the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising called To Paint the Earth. Um, pretty soon after, I wrote another play that was called Hee Haw, It's a Wonderful Lie. And it was a countertelling of It's a Wonderful Life. It was a I sometimes build as a suicidal Christmas show. Um, so by about that point, I was like, this is getting really depressing. I've, I've covered that. And, um, you know, uh, and, and, and it was then that you know, leading to where we are today um, that a friend, Annie Bruno, found this video of the 1988 Crystal Light National Aerobics Championship hosted by Alan Thicke. And is like, how is this not a musical? And so we started that. And that's what kind of started this process and brought me into contact with all of these other wonderful people uh, that we're with today and a whole broader spandex community um, that I'm really happy to be a part of. Perfect. Well, let's meet some of these other people. Liz, let's hear about yourself. Hello, hello. Uh, my name is Liz Piccoli. I am director choreographer of Spandex Musical, also co-producer. Uh, a little bit about me. I grew up in a dance studio in South Jersey. My mother, Barbara Adams, trained me. We came up to New York City a lot, studied with some of the greats like uh, Luigi and Frank Hatchett. And my love for musical theater was definitely cultivated um, through, through that process of coming up to New York when I was a kid. And uh, yeah, since, since then, uh, I've, had, I've had a trajectory. I, I graduated from Rutgers University. I was on the dance team there. We were competitive and uh, national champions my senior year, which was super exciting. And I worked at the Metropolitan Opera as a ballet dancer. And then I really just took a shift from performing into directing and chore choreography. And that, that is where my true passion lies. And personally, uh, I now live in Woodstock, New York with my husband, who's Australian, and we have three dogs and we got married in our backyard last, last year during COVID. <laughs> so I'm in a, in a really beautiful spot right now. And I cannot be happier to be a part of this team and to help cultivate this musical with Daniel. And we have been producing partners since 2013, certainly a passion project. And, and yeah, it's, it's definitely um, a beat to my heart, this one. So. Great, and Sims, let's hear a little bit about yourself. Yeah, hi, thanks. Um, I'm Sims and I am actually usually Atlanta based, um, have been for the last about 20 years, but I 
went through a stint several years ago where I was auditioning a lot, kind of all over the country, trying to do that kind of gypsy performer thing um, before I buckled down and had kids, that kind of thing. And I ended up in New York right when Spandex was being auditioned. Um, and I remember auditioning for the original um, off-Broadway premiere back in 2013. Um, and I remember how ridiculously hilariously fun and high energy the audition and callback experiences were um and found out that i got to be in it and i've been on the ride ever since 2013 um which has been just a blast um i am i have I live here with my husband i have two twin boys who have kind of been the unofficial mascots of buns and guns LLC, which is the uh, the producing company that Daniel made to help fund and produce all these shows. Um, so we have some fun footage of them being being mascots. Um, but yeah, I live here in Atlanta. I'm actually recently on a personal note taking a slight uh, kind of a uh, bit of a turn in my career from performing um, into the mental health field. Um, so I'm in the middle of my master's degree. I started right before COVID all happened. Um, so that was crazy. And uh, and yeah, I'm hoping to uh, finish certifications in mental health counseling, as well as drama therapy and dance therapy. So using my love and the power of performing and the arts and expression um, as a modality for health and wholeness um, in the mental health field. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm headed. And finally, Catherine, let's hear about yourself. Hi everyone, I'm Catherine Bradley. I'm so excited to be here today. So I uh, started performing when I was nine years old. I'm an actress, singer, dancer, and I actually met Liz through a show at the community theater locally near me, Billy Elliot. And from there, she kind of showed me what this musical was. And from there on, I was in Minneapolis and I was performing in the Spandex premiere, uh, not, not premiere, but I was performing in the Spandex show in 2017. And it was amazing. I got to play so many new roles and it was actually my first ever kind of like real show. And I just remembered having so much fun. And from there on, I said, you know what, mom, I wanna do this. <laughs> and then, so I've been doing it ever since sense. I'm going into eighth grade next year, which is really exciting. And then high school after that. But yeah, this is what I want to do with my life. And I love it so much. And I'm so excited to be here. Very cool. Well, let's talk about the musical Spandex. I'd love to hear the synopsis of the show. Perfect. Okay. So the synopsis of the show, we have a young girl um, played by Catherine Bradley. And uh, she plays Little Lorraine. And she's a young gymnast that falls off the balance beam at a very important moment in her life. And shoot, 20 years later into the future, she is now Big Lorraine, played by Sims Lamison. And Sims is an aerobic instructor at an a, a aerobic studio in Orlando. And it's like the new hotspot. Aerobics is, is, is like the, the hottest thing to take over, right? And she's, She's the teacher, she's the teacher. And she loves her students and she, she's in this amazing environment, but she has an issue because she can't get over her fear of failure. She can't get over that she fell off that balance beam and it's haunting her throughout the entire piece. And it's also affecting her uh, decision-making process. She is choosing uh, a man that's not right for her. She's making some decisions that are just not really good for her. <laughs> and through that journey, you know, through, through that, she decides to make a shift, a change. And uh, Lorraine, 
I mean, sorry, Lorraine meets uh, Linda. Linda comes into the equation and Linda is a housewife and she's at home and just not really feeling her best self because she's unappreciated by her husband. And Linda enters the aerobic studio and there's just a chemistry between these two women. They, they bond instantly. And uh, through, that, through that bonding and that connectivity, there's a, a lot of powerful change that happens through the piece. And yeah, I mean, the, the characters are, are wonderful in, in this piece. Thank you, Jan Daniel Levin. And it's really about the interconnectivity about all of these people and how they join forces to better themselves. And, uh, yeah. you know, they get to that national crystal light championship hosted by Alan Thicke. And, and I won't tell you what happened, <laughs> <laughs> but it's certainly a fantastic spectacle. Yeah, just to, <laughs> to piggyback on that, Jean-Paul, it's, it's actually really fun to hear Liz summarize it. It's a show that, you know, I, we do so many pitches and talking about what the show is. And as I hear her talking about it and starting with little Lorraine falling off that balance beam and how Lorraine, the adult, deals with that. I think so much of it is like the stories that we tell about ourselves, the narratives that we, you know, that we tell about ourselves and who we are. So like Lorraine's thing is, you know, am I this this success who keeps coming back and, and overcomes life's adversities or am I that failure that is always going to blow it when I'm on the balance beam? And I think in the arts, you know, that's something that we all, you know, and what does that mean to be a success? Is it Broadway? Is it, you know, just a being, you know, living and, and enjoying your life. And I think Lorraine's struggling so much with that, but it's interesting to hear Liz talk about it. I think when Spandex first started, we were thinking more of a jukebox show and kind of a fun musical. We were gonna use all found music from the eighties. And then it kind of, as I met some other people from Tish to work on with it, um, Julian Blackmore came in to do uh, with me the original songs that were, were mirrored from or inspired by 80s songs, but their own songs. Um, Micah Joel became a, a music director of ours and a videographer, and he ended up being our music director and audio engineer. Um, it, Josh Froelich uh, did our orchestrations and the, you know, this, this show kind of grew into its own new being and um, People, you know, almost, you know, I, I don't know, I mean, someone mentioned like a chorus line and then it's more like these people that are really struggling with some inner demons and how those come out. Um, so it, it it's fun to hear Liz talk about it and, and see Sims and Kat here and how they play Lorraine and little Lorraine um, and how the show has kind of grown and become about that success failure dynamic. And also how we all help each other beat those demons. You know, that, that, that really has been our, our team effort and our camaraderie of not only the, the actors and the creatives in, in the show, but, it, you know, also others. We hope to inspire other people to come into our world and to have it be a supportive and um, loving environment that, that can propel kindness and understanding instead of having to always fixate on these demons and letting things go, you know? <laughs> So why don't we take a listen to one of the songs? Uh, how about the song Old Broken Mirror? Sims, do you want to set that up for us? Yeah, sure. So this song comes pretty early in the show um, and sort of serves to be a little bit of an exposition into Lorraine's history, um, um, as well as it's kind of her I want song as well. Um, so it gives us some some cues into her motivations, what drives her now as an adult. Um, so like Liz had said, we're now 20 years past 
1968 Mexico City Olympic trials where she fell off the beam. And um, so she's having these kind of flashback moments. Um, and so that's where the song is. It's, just, it's a moment where, and it's all very funny. It's a, it's a funny show. And uh, one of the people in the, I guess, are we going to hear this, Daniel? Actually, is a line in there beforehand? Maybe. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I included the <laughs> intro line. <laughs> The broken mirror is supposed to kind of be this funny representation of like her shattered past. Um, that's kind of how I see it as Lorraine. And, you know, she's haunted by it. And so there's this story where you're going to get to see this kind of flashback um, and how she's still wrestling with it now, 20 years later. Great. This is Old Broken Mirror from the musical Spandex on Follow Spot. I just told her she should be part of my crystal light trio. <gasps> you did? Oh, she's <laughs> so ready to be out there. Well, make sure to tell her that. Oh no, she's not staring into that old broken mirror again, is she? Old broken mirror, remember who I was. Old broken mirror, remember me because I had this dream that he believed and it became his dream too. And together, oh, Make that together 
Come on, sweetie. Let's go get some froyo. Welcome back to Fall of Spot. We are speaking with the creator and incredible team of the musical Spandex. I understand it was originally a stage show, then got modified to being an audio musical. What was the process of moving from an audio visual medium to just an audio medium? Yeah, so this is Sims talking and I was, um, been Lorraine for every iteration of the show since 2013. Um, and yeah, especially the song you just heard actually, Broken Mirror, um, was not in the original in 2013 and was added um, for the 2017 Minneapolis production um, to help give some more insight into the character. And um, so one of the big changes was the addition of the role of little Lorraine um, who's who Catherine Bradley plays and played in Minneapolis as well as in the audio version that you'll get to hear. Um, and that addition uh, for me, at least personally, having it go from a live stage production, um, the adding of that song I got to see on the stage, Catherine um, doing these kind of pantomime scenes with our old coach. And like, I got to look into this, you know, it was like having this outside look into this young version of myself and we interacted non-verbally because she was really only a figment of my imagination at the time um, on stage. So all of that, for the most part, was visual. Um, and Catherine did such a beautiful job embodying the role of little Lorraine, my little self. Um, and in many ways, I feel like her portrayal helps to inform even further the character that I had already come to know so well from doing one previous production and how that changed even my insight into who I was. Um, and she did it such a wonderful, she did a really good job of that. And so of course, for the audio production, which we just did, everything that was only visual, which is a lot, a lot of things, it's a very visual show, um, had to be, uh, kind of altered um, to work and make sense when you're just hearing it. Um, I think Catherine might be able to throw it to Catherine to talk a little bit because then she had to adapt everything she did as her entire character, Little Lorraine, went from being physical to being uh, verbal and vocal. Um, Catherine, did you want to share about that a little bit? Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, yeah, for me, I feel like playing the part of Little Lorraine in the audio musical was a very um, intense um, kind of difference from the actual visual performance because in the visual performance I don't think little Lorraine spoke barely at all and mm -hmm. she really she never sung at all actually right. either and in the song um, Old Broken Mirror when we performed it on stage I had a balance beam and I would be doing this with my coach and I would actually be showing the moment of when she falls off the balance beam and I thought that was really cool so we needed to find a way to kind of bring it into the song so we did and i got to sing a duet with uh, sims here and we sung old broken mirror together you just heard it it's a really wonderful song and i thought it was so interesting to get to see little lorraine's kind of voice finally being heard through singing because she's never done that before and i think it was a really unique way to show kind of the call and response between Lorraine and Little Lorraine and how that kind of inter thoughts are playing in the song. And also Little Lorraine has a monologue in the beginning of the show where she, you can actually hear her inner thoughts during that moment of stage. And I thought that was also a really cool way to kind of incorporate what I was doing with the visual performance into the audio musical. Yeah. And, and to continue about that duet, I mean, just like Sims is saying that this is a very visual show and we definitely got some looks 
telling people that this is spandex, the audio musical, and they're, they're like, okay, so this is an aerobics show with dancing, leg warmers, but you don't see any of that. And we're like, yeah, yeah. And I'm just, a, I'm a huge believer in audio. My, my, it kind of goes in my family. My dad used to listen to, in Buffalo, he would sit next to the radio eating Oreos and listening to the Lone Ranger. And it was just a really calming, he just loved those stories and the Foley. Um, so that was kind of in my head as we set to convert this. Um, but I'm not even sure if Kat knows this at first, like, or, or Sims, we were just gonna cut out Little Lorraine because like, how do you show a dance? How do you show a figure dancing behind the protagonist who's singing? And through all of us and Liz really pushed to- Yeah, I said, absolutely not. We, uh, we need to figure out a way. And Mike and Joel actually had, had helped us like come up with that, that right. concept so, a, little, and, a little bit more. And our team, you know, helped us cultivate that. And, and what's yeah. interesting about how we work, it, it's very fluid who's doing all the roles. So Julian originally, I wrote the lyrics originally, Julian had done the music. I came to Julian and I'm like, can we make this a duet? Julian shifted the into duet mode. And then Micah even had his hand in the music and what we did did was kind of make it um we started doing some unison and then we did a little more call and response which you you maybe heard um so it's like almost an echo and that felt a little more fun to have them kind of interplaying with each other um and it's still bookended by Lorraine Lorraine who starts it and then you go into this flashback and she's talking she's in conversation with her younger self and then we come back to reality so I hope all that comes across in audio, it was it was challenging and also really fun to try to convert those visuals all to audio. From a director perspective, it was also incredibly informative to really focus on the book and just getting into your head and into that that audio world. That was a real challenge for me because, as Sim said, as a director and choreographer, I'm a highly a highly visual artist. So I. You know, I, I learned so much by working with Kai Harada and his team on that process. And it was truly inspiring to, to be up, uplifted in, in this way that I, I had never experienced before and to, to really, um, you know, be inspired and, and informed by the creatives and all of the amazing actors who brought their work to the table in this way. Yeah, I think Kai and his second... Um, Josh Milliken had this idea of doors and opening doors and how mm -hmm. those sounds are going to create the different spaces that you're in. It was it was important. We didn't want to have a narrator. We didn't want to have stage directions read. Um, it's just a preference for throwing the audience member smack into the world and the audio world of this show with sneaker squeaks and sh steamy showers and even a, a butt slap. Um, you know, it's, it might sound awful, but it's like it's part of that world. And um, so I, I feel like, you know, it's a real challenge. And sometimes it might take a little listening and figuring out where you are. And Kai and Josh and Bella Curry, who did our Foley, have created this, you know, this this audio world to give it that space. Well, I think this is a great spot to uh, take another listen to another moment from the show. Uh, let's listen to the fire inside. Uh, who wants to set that up for us? I think I can set that up. Um, in that this isn't just a song. This is uh, a scene into song. So we're going to show off some of that foley I was just talking about. You might hear a doorbell ring, the TV show being turned off, um, crickets. Um, this is a moment where Liz mentioned that Linda, who's that housewife uh, with an attitude, and she's starting to kind of uh, 
own herself, has shown up to aerobics class, but got a little bit bullied there and kind of lost her confidence. She's also patronized by her husband, um, or he speaks to her, he, he kind of puts her down in the house, and she stopped showing up for aerobics class. So in this scene, Lorraine, um, who's the, the teacher and our hero and the teacher of the aerobics class, goes to visit her at home and kind of makes a pitch for her to come back. So you're going to hear that scene, and then we're going to hear the husband and and his attitude, um, and and that's Bob played by Doug Shapiro, who's the nicest guy in real life. But boy, you're you're you, you'll hear him on this, and you can make your judgments on that the character. Um, and then it's going to go into Linda's song, um, which is the fire inside. And just a, a funny side note about about that Foley and the excitement of discovering new things in the process. So Josh Milliken is our dialogue engineer. And we have a moment where Lorraine sits on an action figure. And Daniel and I were like, well, you know, it's a He-Man action figure. She can just sit on it and it'll be fine. And Josh was like, um, no, there were no He-Man action figures that actually spoke at that time. <laughs> we were like, what? No, we need this. I have the power moment. What can we do? So he was like, well, when I was a kid, we actually had, uh, I had a He-Man toothbrush. <laughs> so I knew, I knew he, that, this is Josh speaking, I'm speaking through him, that uh, a He-Man toothbrush would work there. So we were very appreciative of him creating that moment. So listen up for the He-Man toothbrush moment. Well, <laughs> <laughs> From Spandex the Musical, this is The Fire Inside on Follow Spot. Oh, hi! Uh, you must be Linda's husband, Bob. I'm Lorraine. From Bronze Bodies? Linda, honey, there's someone here to see you. Here, follow me. I think she's in the kitchen. <laughs> Lorraine! Hi, Linda! Well, I'll get back to Webster and let you talk your lady talk. <laughs> oh, this is such a nice house. Thank you. Sit, sit! <laughs> oh, whoa! Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. That's Ty's He-Man toothbrush. That should not be there. <laughs> Never have boys. Oh, I didn't wake them. Ah, uh, no. Lights Out was only like ten minutes ago, so I'm sure they're up there playing Atari. Oh, it feels really cozy here. Thanks. I didn't know you were coming. I, I would have made more cabbage soup. Oh, that's totally all right. Have you heard of the diet? This one's so simple, and it goes with what you're doing anyway, naturally, so... Oh, okay. Well... I'm sorry to just show up like this. I was in the neighborhood, and, well, you weren't in class the last two weeks. I tried calling. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Tyler has oval practice Wednesdays, and I'm really the one who picks him up. And plus, there's just so much housework, and I was getting behind. I see. Well, I taught a new move. It's kind of like the Charleston. I think you'd love it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Another chance to fall on my big old caboose. Hey, you've got some moves, girl. Uh, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Oreo attack. I'm serious. Do you have a dance background? <laughs> Sorry. So, have you danced? No. I mean, 
three years cheerleading in high school, but... <gasps> See? I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> I was captain. <laughs> but that was so long ago. Oh, I just hope you don't have to miss any more classes. I want to make sure you're finding time for yourself. For Linda. Thank you. Oh, well, I, I should have offered you coffee. Do you want some? I can make it. Oh, that's okay. Or, you know, I have some shortbread cookies. Oh, no, not cookies. Triscuits. <laughs> yeah, but they're very low in cholesterol. Oh, no, it's not that. I should get back. But thanks for letting me barge in like this. It really is a beautiful home. And I hope you come back to my class. I mean, if you're trying to eat right, don't forget about the old step right. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks for, for coming by. What was that about? Oh, she was... She was in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you have my gray slacks ironed for tomorrow morning, Lynn Pop? Whatever. Jeez. I would have given you more time, but I just found out the boss is coming tomorrow. Touchy, touchy. It's not that. Oh, all right. Night, Lynn Pop. Places never left the block. You have a power, you have a say. You move, you burn, you feel, you love, and it's your time to act that way. Light the fire in you, and in everything you do, and if the fire inside find your wind and find your glide live for your family give them all you can live for so many others is it living then all things expire things rot on the shelf in this life and you burn one day a night for yourself like the fire in you and in everything you do and if you like the fire inside find your wind and find your
just heard a song, The Fire Inside, from the musical Spandex. Now, I understand the song, The Fire Inside, has gone through a tonal shift from its first incarnation. Why the change? Yeah, Sean Paul, thank you for that question. Um, okay, so when we were in Minneapolis, we had Fire Inside as more of a, it was, an, it was, a, ne it was a real negative moment in the show. And there were... Trip and his his girlfriend. Well, he was cheating on Lorraine. It was very dark. And then uh, Linda was actually fighting with her inner demons, and she was popping pills. And you know, we we took for some reason we just we took all that out, <laughs> took all that out from Minneapolis into our audio musical. And now Fire Inside, which is sung by the gorgeous, breathtaking uh, Lisa Howard. Um, Broadway superstar and so humble and kind. We are so happy to have her on our on board right now. She sings it in a way that is up, uplifting and inspiring. And you know, I I'm actually I, I I'm like driving my car down to New York now, and I'm like singing it. It's like such a such a fireworks sort of song yeah. now. And then um, Sims comes in as Lorraine at the end of it, and then it becomes this stunning power duet that just for, for me, it gives me chills. This is why mm. I love to direct is, um, you know, a moment like this in musical right. theater, I think can really inspire. Liz, Liz was also the dramaturg on this version and she really, we really went back and forth working that script. And this is an example of where the placement of the song and the song just really does change it. So instead of being later in the show and being about how Trip Allen, who's right, the, the jerk gym owner pushing diet pills and his fire inside to be on ASPN, Awesome Sports Programming Network, um, you know, and, and it, instead of being that and, and for Linda to be about her getting, performing, it is earlier in the show and it's about Linda's decision to come back to aerobics. Um, but there still is some darkness in there. I mean, you, you hear her saying, you know, your mother, wife, your lover in this life, you've mm -hmm. earned one damn night for yourself. There's an anger that's brewing. Frustration. That you're, yeah. yeah, that you're supposed to be hearing. Another interesting thing, when you hear that duet at the end, that's another moment where in the audio world, you might not know where Lorraine is coming from. You're like, she wasn't in the song and then she's joining for the last verse. In the show, I imagine like, Lorraine has left Linda's house after kind of giving her this inspiration. Linda steps out on her lawn, you know, in, in Minneapolis and is, 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 yeah, and is, is oh no. Orlando, Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, sorry, it. she used to be in Minneapolis. <laughs> okay, so she's, a, the, the many versions of spandex are all in my head. Okay, so she, he steps out on this lawn and the stars open up and she's singing the fire inside. And I see Lorraine actually walking on the catwalk kind of like moving around the theater, going home to her condo in Orlando where she lives with Trip, so that she's still kind of part of the song. And right. I've even been like, I wanna sing for Sims and like I hear her harmonizing a little bit in the fire inside as we build her back into that final chorus. Um, so she joins, um, but it's another thing where I'm like, I'm hoping the listening audience can fill in some of those blanks, just like, you know, my dad would fill in the blanks of the Lone Ranger and as you're listening to it, but you, you don't know, and and it's I'm I'm really curious to see how it sounds and plays. And are people like, oh, where's that other backup singer coming from? Or are they like, oh, that's Lorraine? Um, Liz was talking <laughs> yeah. about that too. Vocal recognition. How recognizable is her voice at that point? Is the audience going to be following this? So I'm. I am staying tuned to, to find out all this stuff. We have another actor, Graham Stevens, who plays two roles in the audio musical, the role of Yori and also Trip Allen. 
the nemesis <laughs> protagonist. And it's so interesting because he's he's such a fascinating actor. You cannot, I mean, I cannot tell the, tell the difference in, in those two vocal characterizations. So that was yeah. really interesting to experience. So, and another, what, the other thing we wanted to mention is with that duet and with all the ensemble numbers, no one was ever in the same room singing together. And I think it's hard to imagine everyone. And this is, you know, this is in the middle of the pandemic, January, February, March um, of this year. Uh, you know, we really wanted to do this. Um, we couldn't do any live recording. Um, and people were also spread around the country. So I'm maybe Catherine can talk a little, little bit about what that was like to be in a booth recording or at home on your Zoom with your, your own microphone set up. And how do you act with people? And how do we create these songs? Um, really without anyone being together. So, um, Kat, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, originally going into this project, I really thought of theater as more of an in-person thing. You get the eye contact, you get the physicality, you get the energy in the room. But what I didn't understand about Spandex the Musical and being able to record this with everybody is that everybody has worked with each other for so long and there's so much magic within this musical that there's just so much energy in the room already that it was like we were all in the room together because everybody is so amazing at what they do. And we all just kind of flowed with it. And we got, it was, we got really into it. It was so fun. I remember being on Zoom one time and we'd already recorded the songs and we had snowballed it. That's hard to explain, but someone basically records um, the track first and then everybody kind of does their part and we all layer it on top of each other. So we had already had the song and Liz came in and she was like, okay guys, everybody got up and we started jumping up and down. We have to make some aerobics noises. And everybody was, I remember on the Zoom, everybody was punching and punching and hoo, hoo, hoo. And it was so fun <laughs> because everybody was just sitting in their chair in their home, but it really felt like we were all together. And I think that was just a moment I'm always gonna remember because it really felt so magical even though we were on a computer screen it was just it was really cool to experience and I think that's something audio musicals are really going to bring to life and I think this musical in particular really shows that and you could just kind of see it like you could picture it in your head when you listen to this audio musical because we really we really were into it and we all really were connected to each other so I thought it was really cool. Mm -hmm. Why don't we take a listen to another song from the show, uh, Fist of Desire. Uh, who wants to put that into context for the show? Well, I was opposed to you, but Kat just made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It does that. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Deep breaths. Um, yes, Kat got, got, me, got me really good there, but I've composed myself, which is great. So the opening of Fist of Desire, this is when Linda is coming back into that aerobics room and she's coming back like I like Stella got a groove on right I, I am ready to rock <laughs> and she is dressed to the hilt and she has this this look of ambition and she she's ready to commit to herself she's ready to commit to a change and you know as a choreographer I loved this moment because in Minneapolis when we staged it we did this whole slow motion thing where I was like oh God, and everyone was in slow motion, oh, moving backwards. And it was so much fun every time the actors just just had a ball 
creating it. And I was like, I cannot lose this in the audio version. I cannot lose this. So I worked with the team and I, I was just stunned to, to hear and feel what they, what the, how they pulled this all together. And I actually choreographed it audioly. And I just, I didn't even know that could be done. So that was a real moment of, of discovery and excitement in the, in the arts for me, because working together just made another magical moment happen. So here you go. From the musical Spandex, this is Fist of Desire on Follow Spot. All right, everyone, let's get information for Fist. Remember, we are meant to fly. No one can keep you down. No man, no woman, Tupperware no party negative over, man. ladies. Avon called and went. It's time to get ready to work it. We're going to really sweat today. We're going to sweat almost as much as I did in that club in Mexico City. The night before I took gold in the first routine. It was actually the bronze. Nandiamos. Sugar bits, I left my rebox in the car. I'll be right. Oh, excuse me. Oh, Jesus. Bad. <laughs> I see, Deacon. Welcome back, Captain. Everybody ready? Ready! Then let's do the fist. Yeah, it's a child never given the chance. Always kicked in the head in the schoolyard. Jimmy, we talked about this. Made up county, but I couldn't compete. Cause I had so much damage to my head. And always treated fair after school Free. Yeah, I'm a gymnast I don't want your pity Take it back Where are you now? You queers and your jocks I went gold in Mexico City Actually got the bronze Two parts commitment And one part pure strike Life kicks you in the face You kick life in the butt It's a fist of desire Let's know your voice Punching through into the darkness On your line every night Every dream, every dawn You wake up and know you've been kissed By the fist of desire
Light. No excuses. Lorraine, go easy. Who are you? Trip? She worships you. At ballet, they always treated me bad. At aerobics, I thought I was me again. Was her again? But all this pressure, don't give up, never quit. Sometimes I just want to be free again. For it's two parts commitment and one part the hunt. Life kicks you in the face. You kick life in the cold. Oh, oh my God. Hello, everybody. We have come to make aerobics. Jump in the back, guys. It's the fist of desire. Let's know you're for real. Punching through into the darkness. On your mind every night. Every dream, every dawn. You wake with the night. listening to the musical spandex with the creative team and the great cast and crew from the show yes and i i just want to say uh, coming out of um fist of desire that um as you heard that song any resemblance to a survivor anthem that was used in rocky two purely coincidental um it is true that an original title for that song i had was nose of the lion um but i I just want to say that anything you're hearing and that you think Julian might have used as a musical inspiration, don't, this is a, you know, it's purely coincidental. <laughs> every night on stage. <laughs> um, no, it's just a fun song. And actually kind of fun fact about that song is of the four pieces that um, we're playing today, got a laugh every night on stage. Um, and kind of a fun fact about this song, actually of the four um, pieces, musical pieces that you're going to hear today. Um, this one is the only one that was in the original 2013 version that has made it all the way through. Um, so the other ones were actually added in the 2017 version. Um, so this one has, you know, stood the test of time. Um, mm -hmm. But its its purpose has changed a little bit, you know, as it's gone from version to version. Um, actually, I had a solo as Lorraine originally in the 2013 version. It was a little bit of Lorraine's story because, of course, she didn't have Broken Mirror back then, so we didn't have that position. So her little tiny verse was her exposition. Um, and then we have one from Trip and from Tammy, um, who is another character you'll learn about if you hear the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually remember being at dinner with Daniel, we did a big reading, um, the April before Minneapolis, and we were mm -hmm. talking about Fist of Desire and like, is who should be singing now? I feel like Lorraine doesn't really need to sing anymore. And they'd introduced this new character of Dory who is doubled by Catherine. And whose story? <laughs> um, so we'll get to talk about that in a second. But um, so the little arranged she doubles as another role named Dory. And me saying, like having these ideas and these these collaborative moments mm. where it's like, well, why couldn't 
Dory have a story, have a little verse because Lorraine doesn't need one anymore and we don't know who she is. <laughs> and it can be her little minute of, you know, her story of why she's here at the aerobic studio. Um, so it's fun to hear the different ways that, you know, things have changed over time. Um, Catherine, were we going to stop for a second and talk about the character of Dory? Yes. Yeah, My totally. Dory. I mean, so I played Dory and Little Lorraine, which is really fun for me. But I think Dory has evolved so much over the years. It's kind of crazy. I mean, back in 2017, I kind of just remember her being a little kid in a dance class. And I don't really think she had much of a personality as much as she does now, because I feel like she has not much of a personality, but much of a story as she does now, because right now in the audio musical, she has evolved into this girl who always wants to please her coach, Lorraine. And as a dancer, who's been a competitive dancer for all her life and has been really focused on always being perfect, always doing this, you know, I kind of relate to Dory a lot more than I used to because Dory is this girl who is fierce, she is powerful, and she wants to be exactly like her coach Lorraine. She wants to be amazing. So I think if you can listen to her story kind of throughout the musical, it kind of gives you an insight on what it's like to be a little girl growing up in a competitive environment. And I think that's a really cool POV. Yeah, I think Daniel did a really great job with this iteration of the show, um, tapping into that dynamic that I think a lot of competitive young people um, experience. And Big Lorraine has carried that, you know, as a through line. And that actually is kind of a through line that was added for this audio version that's really beautiful and powerful that I think a lot of people, um, especially those who grew up in a competitive environment or, or had whether it's artistic or athletic, um, can resonate with that idea of having that one person that they always want to be perfect for and driving it, you know, to the max. And here we are, like on the mm -hmm. dawn of the the verge of the Olympics, you mm -hmm. know, Olympic stuff on on you know on the different places you can watch Olympics things and just the drive that's needed to succeed. But then what happens if you don't? And kind of playing with that line, I think Daniel spoke for that in the beginning of where is that line between success being X, Y, or Z versus success just being enjoying what you do. Um, mm. And kind of making that that discovery. Um, and finding that middle road, you know, between yeah. the highs and lows of the competitive world. And then, you know, who am I now? You know, what, what do mm. we do now? When all that's stripped away, where's, where does the, the humanity lie? You know, so that, that was a really important um, factor to explore in this piece, you know? Why don't we listen to one more song from the show, uh, Climb Above uh, the Reprise. Uh, Daniel, why don't you introduce that show, song? Okay, I will. Um, can I just say before I do that, Sims, I remember that conversation so well. At, we were at a bar after the reading in 2017 before Minneapolis. It was Liz, me, Jerry L. Moritz, Moritz um, who also has played Linda, and I would love you know, for her to um, do it again uh, soon. And we were just all talking about this story and it just it seems you talking about that you know sometimes people say why does it take a musical so long to grow and develop and I think part of those like conversations are part of it it's like you know it's it's the the lines are blurred between who the writer is and who exactly the director is and who the performer is because everyone's kind of helping um, and getting these ideas and there's just so many like that was a great idea to have Dory 
sing a verse in Fist of Desire, and I think it just shows what happens when a musical kind of grows. Um, so yes, so this final moment that we're going to share with you, and after that, you're going to have to listen uh, to the full thing, is we're in the locker room at Crystal Light. So a lot of the um, final two episodes are going to take place at the Crystal Light competition. And um, Lorraine's demons have come out as we would expect them to. We would hope this wouldn't be too easy for her and she has to face them. And you're gonna hear that community that's surrounding her. So one is Dory, who's played by Catherine. You're gonna hear her singing to Lorraine. Um, one is Dove Yisrael that we haven't really touched on. He's a Israeli former uh, army soldier turned fitness guru who is loosely based on a, a similar guy in the 80s who took his brand of fitness to America and about, and his big thing is My Body is My Temple, which is another song that you're- um, And also Lorraine's love interest, and they and, fall in love in a teacup and in Lorraine's, Happy Mouse World. And Lorraine's love interest, <laughs> at, and in Orlando at Happy Mouse World, right, they fall in love with a teacup. And Don't so that song- Don't forget the Happy Mouse World. <laughs> and and, and that, that song is gonna be reprised here. So it's, um, it's a top of the world reprise. Then you're gonna hear it turn into the routine of them out at Crystal Light. And finally, we're gonna focus on Lorraine, who's kind of at that moment um, at Crystal Light and, and, and facing again a moment where all eyes are on her. She needs to do something big to, to possibly win this competition. And the ensemble is gathered around her too, and you, you hear them. So this is uh, top of the world reprise into uh, the Crystal Light competition. You know, my commander on army used to say, leaves are pretty, but the trunk is what makes the thing you think of when you think of the thing that is tree. Something like that. It sounds better on Hebrew. <laughs> but you, princess, you give us very strong trunk. You do, coach. No one keeps you down, no Nancy negative. You teach everyone, you teach us how to live. Take the path, Lorraine, and we will join you on the road. I experience emotion overload. And we can climb above, climb above this place. Yes, we can climb above, shine above, feel our bodies in this space. We will live above, laugh with me as your guide. And me as your girl. And we'll do our routine. From the top of the world, don't be Lorraine Stupensky, and oh my god, Dory Jensen. Go on, Lorraine! You can't do it, Dory! Oh, Jesus. Big inhale, legs slightly bent, knees up, repeaters! We are meant to fly! We just have to do a few reps on the ground first. Go on, Dory! I forgot everything! Say anything! It's not the leaves that make a tree, it's the trunk! Ah, good one! And for this next move, you should be flowing. Like in water. 
Well, this is highly unusual. The competitors seem to be teaching the routine as they perform it. And up, and up, and up, and up. We must always be consistent. Life is a gift. Believe in yourself and just breathe. Amazing. Everything the little one does, the other two follow. In perfect synchrony. Let's watch. Lorraine now stepping out in front. What do they have planned now? Alan, it's been just a tremendous routine, but of course, technically won't be able to compete with Tammy and Tripp's flawless performance. Don't forget about Tom now. Lorraine, no need for big ending. We don't need to prove anything. It's true, Coach Lorraine. You don't have to do it. I don't have to do it, but I want to. Wait a minute, Gladys. Wait a minute. Lorraine Stubensky is climbing up the stage railing. Is this even legal? Lorraine Stubensky is a good 10 feet above everyone else in this room. But that's impossible. It says here Lorraine will try to land the signature dismount of her old coach, Ivan Kuznetsov, the Paulin Stalin. Show me that child. Show me that fearlessness. Show me the girl who couldn't be stopped, who did not know pain. Bring back the girl, bring back the let me at reaching for gold, endlessly bold, show listening to follow spot and we're talking about the musical spandex so i'd love to know what's next for the show thank you jean paul before i go into that i just do want to mention a couple of, of the other cast members and in, in our audio musical uh by name just to thank them for all their creativity and energy nick abbott who plays alan thick micah mims who is our railway with heart Paige summer deacon andrea dirksha our moral compass in the show Will Boyashin, who we mentioned a little bit, he's Dove, the love interest, and Aaliyah Munch, who plays Tammy. And Tammy's our, our little vixen, our naughty vixen. <laughs> so yeah, you know, where, where do we see the, see the show? Well, one, one of uh, Lorraine's mantras is, you know, we are all meant to fly. So we're, we could see this show in multiple places. You know, maybe Netflix will scoop it up. I personally would love to see it at a regional theater and make its way to Broadway. Um, I can, can see that there. Broadway has always been my passion. And I know Daniel has uh, other uh, visions for the, for the show and we just really see it in a full spectrum um, 
expanding all around, you know, stretch, stretching all around the world. Mm-hmm. And who knows where it's going to, where the, where it's going to take us. And the, the music could inspire people in, in Germany or Australia, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Europe. I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a music musical with heart and you just don't know where that's, where that's going to expand into next. And I know Daniel is very passionate about the audio world yeah. and I'll pass it over to him oh. to talk about it. I'd, I'd love to go to Europe, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the most immediate thing, Jean-Paul, is, as you're aware of, is that we're going to launch the audio musical on Musical Theatre Radio, um, the station that uh, you're listening to right now. It's going to launch on Sunday, August 8th at 1 p.m. Um, that will be episode one. It's five episodes. And each time you tune in, so it will be the following four Sundays after that um, through early September. And each time you tune in to like episode two, you will hear previously on Spandex. And the, Liz and I had fun uh, kind of we're putting together, you know, j- just like you would see on a Netflix. Um, so you, it, it were a podcast. So you're going to you're going to get caught up each time. Um, but I'm just you know, thrilled to be launching it on musical theater radio. Um, This is a station that's supporting new work. Um, This is new work. uh, And we're just really, really thrilled that you're kind of um, taking a shot and and putting us on. Um, As Liz says, after that, you know, we, this is definitely a live show too. It's an audio show. It could be a a film thing, you know, that a lot of people, I, I, about like 20,000 of my closest friends have sent me physical uh, the Apple show and say, have you seen this show? Um, because, you know, the, the aerobics are kind of in the in the zeitgeist and the 80s um, are there. So we we do hope for more. But um, immediately, I'm just so excited and um, a little less than a month to launch uh, Spandex, the audio musical on Musical Theater Radio. Well, wonderful. Thank you very much for allowing us to play it on the station. I'm really excited to uh, mm. hear it on the station. Yeah. Pretty soon. Thank well, you so much, Jean-Paul. No problem. Well, thank you, uh, Daniel and Liz and Sims and Catherine for joining us today and telling us a little bit about Spandex. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you, Jean-Paul. That's it for today's episode of Follow Spot. We want to thank our sponsors, Musical Theatre Radio and 35th Parallel Productions, and of course, NYU Tisch's Graduate Musical Theatre Writing Program. I'm Jean-Paul Yovanoff. And please continue to support new creators and their works, because today's new musical might just be tomorrow's Broadway hit.